everybody and happy sunday i'm arthur i'm stephanie and this is our usually weekly but recently sort of sporadic (laughs) show on the scottish watches live channel where we go in depth every time on uh, a particular topic and this week is watch get togethers which are generally coming back around the world Um, so we thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about how to get involved, the etiquette of them, yeah, and then types of get-togethers. Yeah, and then a bit about the types of people you meet at these. And I think we're, we've got some funny observations yeah. there, but also I think we'll put ourselves in some of these oh, we categories. definitely fall into some of these. Yeah. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, but yeah, before we get started, I just wanted to say hi to some of our friends in the comments. It's good to see Karan Koos. Uh, Blaine, David, Dan. Gang's all here. And uh, someone named Bob Law Law, which I love <laughs> the, the reference there. I'm looking forward to reading your latest law blog. Yes. <laughs> um, as always, um, follow us on Instagram at calltheA.D, and we'll have more there. Like, subscribe, uh, so you get to see all the good stuff when we come up with things in the future. Yeah. I'm glad to see everyone here. Thanks for your patience. We're trying to figure out a new schedule. We have a dog under our feet right now and a baby right here. So yes. we'll see how this goes. It's That's an experiment. Right. That's right. Um, yeah, the, the slightly sporadic show schedule has been because of life adjusting back to a little bit more normal yeah. and the baby, of course. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's do a wristwatch check. Okay. I am very in a very colorful mood, clearly, by what yeah. I'm wearing. So I'm wearing my um, Nomos Tetra clean. We're going to try something. Kind of wearing, like, if you can get the watches in focus if our face isn't in there. Nope. Can't do it. Wait. There we sort go. Of. Anyway, I love this watch. I know it's not, I've actually never seen another Tetra clean out in the wild. Um, but I I love this. It's, it's funky. I like funky case shapes. I like square shapes and I like yeah. some color. So, um, you don't you don't see any of these cells out there. And if you hear the noise in the background, <laughs> the Cel- Celeste is starting to uh, make to some talk. cooing sounds. So, so that's cool. Yeah. And let's see if this works. This is my Omega Planet Ocean. Oh, you can make it. There we go. Yeah. Giant hand in the way. This is today's pick for a hot summer day here in Washington D.C. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's nice to see a bunch of people here, old friends and supporters of the show. So let's get into it, I well, guess. Well, so part of why I want to do this topic is that it, we've certainly made a lot more watch friends in COVID than we had expected and a yeah. lot more than we had pre-COVID. And that's, you know, now that things are starting to open up a little bit more again, we'll see if they close back down again. But there's starting to be some more watch get-togethers. And we've gone to a few, which has been really really fun and nice to reconnect with old friends and meet some people we hadn't met yet. So I think there's a lot of people out there who have never been to a watch meetup that have gotten into this hobby over the next, over the last year or so. And we thought it might be fun to share like in a fun way, not a super serious way, a little bit about the different types of meetups and some etiquette, strong opinions about this and like the types of people. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, um, yeah, so I guess uh, probably the best known would be Red Bar yeah. because of its global, mm-hmm. um, you know, chapters in different cities around the world. And I think it, especially before COVID, was pretty rapidly expanding. And I've seen some things from our friends in the UK about new chapters in different cities around uh, England in particular, 
uh, with a Cambridge one, a mm -hmm. Southeast England one. I know there's a Bristol one. There's London, of course, uh, which our friend friend Dave runs. Yeah. Um, so there's been some big expansion there. I think there's a lot of enthusiasm for this hobby. Um, so Red Bar is like the first and easiest way to get involved, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty so. easy to find your local Red Bar email address to email and ask to get um, added to events. And some chapters are more active than others. Um, and we, of course, talked about how we went to the Global Red Bar Meetup in 2018, yeah. 2019, and that how fun, like how crazy fun that was. Um, but then you kind of get to like get to know certain people within the groups and do your own little side meetups, too, that are a little bit less formal, not that reverse formal, but do kind of sporadic events um, yep. like that. Yeah. And Red Bar events that we've been to have mostly been at um, restaurants or, yeah, usually restaurants or places or, or, bars. or bars, you know, reserve a little bit of an area or space where everyone can be and feel comfortable putting their watches out. Celeste wants to talk, so she's going to. She's going to join the stream. Join us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course there's other local groups. I know, for example, like in the San Francisco Bay area, there's um, Bay area watch group and other things that people have done in different cities that sort of like fit their style or whatever. Right. I mean, it's, it's easy on Instagram, I think, to think that this hobby is sort of like uh, ubiquitous types of personalities or something, but there's only so much personality you can convey in a wrist shot, but when it comes to real life, there's very different yeah. styles of collecting and and just people, you know. But and besides Red Bar, we'll talk about some of the other types of meetups that you can have, right? Sometimes yeah. um, brands or boutiques will host events, right? Those are fun. So those are fun. Um, we had some free drinks at those occasionally, yep. which is good. Um, that, that's where you get to go like a little bit more in depth with a particular brand or if a watch shop sponsors it, they'll bring out right. a bunch of different, those are fun. different pieces to look at. And those I find to be a little less social, right? It's a little less like talking with other people that are there and you're more interacting with the store reps or the brand reps, but yeah. still fun. Educational in a different yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Overall, these are some, whether it's, you know, a club or a brand sponsored, store sponsored thing. Some of my favorite ways to get hand hands on with watches yeah, and really exactly. learn them. And the ones we haven't really done a bunch, but I think this is going to be next for us are like the fair types, like watch time, wind up, yeah, um, where there's you know groups of brands getting together. Um, certainly the big watch shows in Europe and New York and Vegas, but you yeah. know, some smaller ones like here in DC and stuff. So. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the overview of the types, yeah. you know, and especially red bars just and, and other clubs are a matter of finding your contact info for your local club and yeah. reaching out, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, we've got some fun comments here. Celeste isn't wearing a watch right now, although she did go to her first watch meetup recently. Meet up and she wore her flick flack, so she yeah. was very, you know, part of the you know this outfit would look really good with a pink op i think it would oh mm -hmm, dan oh excuse me david's got david's got your back okay. um there we go yeah yeah exactly. oh hey it's nice to see uh mr and mrs swiss made yeah, obsession joining friends. as well now from their their new um location in yeah. texas yeah um yeah so so let's talk a little bit i i thought it would be interesting particularly to talk about um the etiquette a lot of which is unspoken but this is at like red bar more like local groups maybe some of the store ones where you're bringing your own watches yeah, where you're bringing your own watches, yeah right so i think that's the first like etiquette is bring some watches to right. look at if you're going to handle other people's watches 
it's sort of a sense of mutual trust, right? Um, So bring something of your own to share. Yeah, I think that's fun. I would also say when you are bringing stuff, know that your watch is going to get handled. And of course you need to treat other people's watches with, and we'll get into specifics of that, like with the utmost care, but don't bring watches that if you've got a scratch on it, because someone put the case down on top of the bracelet buckle that you would be heartbroken. <clears throat> Arthur. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, for example, I'm not going to be bringing my Pepsi yeah. to red bar and leaving it on a table mm-hmm. because I know myself, I'm very fussy about it and it's condition and watches in general. So I choose carefully, but I don't really care. Right. Like I'm mm-hmm. happy to share my watches and have people see them. Right. They, you know, not that anyone does this, but if it gets put down on a table hard or it's a little scratch, I'm probably not going to notice. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but that's yeah. something you need to be cautious of and know yourself well enough. Right. And yeah. and there's the option of, you know, particularly at red bars, people like to set watches down on mm-hmm. like napkins or tablecloth and, you know, let people handle them. There's always the option of keeping a, a special watch just on your wrist. And I think that's one of the items of etiquette is if someone's wearing something on their wrist, it's fine to talk to them about it. But, you know, if you ask them to see it, they, it's totally fair. They say no, right? Yeah. That uh, There may be a reason they've got that on their wrist and not on the table. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think depending on how well I knew the person, I might not even ask to see it up close, right? Or ask them to take it off. Just say yeah. like, you know. Can I have a look? Can and, a you look can, and you can do, do one, one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think it's, it's important, especially because a lot of watches on the table to, to realize be just be nice. Of course. Right. Yeah. Like, you never know when a watch that you're handling as owner is standing right next to you. Yeah. So always, as we said, like treat it better than you would treat your own watch, but also just like do the Dan thing and say that watch is not for me. You're not like, Oh, this is hideous. I would never get this color. Dial. You know? Why would you even think of that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and if you do know that the owner's standing right next to you, even if the watch is sitting on the table, I like to take the courtesy of saying, can I try this on? Well, I also, you know? yeah, I mean, and even going beyond courtesy, maybe this is just like basic conversational etiquette pieces, you know, etiquette is to ask someone about their watch. Like, why did you get this piece? Is there a yeah. story behind it? Um, I find that you get people to open up and you learn a lot about, you know, interesting stories. Not just like how they bought it, but, you know, why did you want this special watch? Was it a celebration right. for an occasion? Is there an interesting story about how you acquired it? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and that ends up being one of the most valuable and rewarding things from these right. kind of meets, in right. my opinion, as well. Um, along those lines, I think uh, don't ask someone how much they paid for a watch yeah. or how much a watch is worth. Um, or even just, I think value is kind of like a uh, tactless subject to bring up in that forum because it's just meant to be about fun and sharing the passion, not yeah. like debating the you know the, the dollars and cents of the hobby. so talk about like handling other people's watches you know you have very strong opinions mm-hmm. about this but like you know obviously when you put it down i wouldn't want to hit the, have the case hit the bracelet right mm-hmm. i'd be very careful in hitting it putting it down i wouldn't put it down like crown side on the table right that's debatable people have different preferences okay. on that. well I put it down as I found it. Okay. That's that's my rule. What about if you pick up a chronograph? Do you think it's okay to run the chronograph? I would say yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it's not a vintage, if it's a vintage chrono, I might not mess with it because yeah. I don't want to be the one to like 
snap the column wheel sure. or something on some some delicate vintage piece but um yeah okay yeah I, th I think use the function that's okay yeah but totally fine to like try it on if it's out on yeah. the table do that right, just be careful right. and I, this is a comment. I do think price and value comes up too often. And to me, it sort of spoils the, the feeling in that environment. So maybe these are debatable things, but this is our stance on, yeah, on what makes this fun, right? Yeah. John says he never touches a complication. I, I think I would run a chronograph, but mm -hmm. I would not be like... I wouldn't uh, wind someone that's watch. No, no, no. I won't unscrew any screw down crown of any sort. Yeah. Yeah. Kim says, are you wearing gloves? No. I mean, that's the other thing is often drinks around these events. Yeah. Right. So I think never hover a drink over a table of watches. Cause you're just asking for trouble. That's not etiquette. That's just common yeah. sense, you know, and like if your hands something... are greasy, you're like eating fries. Don't go touch people's watches. Yeah. then, Right. It's just sort of, sort of sensible stuff. Really. I think we should get like ballet trays for future meetups so like cool. put your watches down on because we always end up using restaurant napkins and stuff um, yeah but that's a nice way to like pass around watches and then mm -hmm. you know there's something good yeah. to set it down on Koos said is it strange to bring a speedy to a meetup um I, it's I, funny the first red bar i ever went to i brought my speedy pro and i thought i was going to be like one of 20 yeah. people with that watch it was the only speedy pro there so that that was kind of interesting you never know like I, what you see the most of on instagram is not necessarily what you're going to see the most of in real life mm -hmm. and which is one reason i find these meetings so much more interesting than just browsing the internet um yeah yeah i mean let's you know a little bit about like why these are so fun it's not i mean it is about meeting people that's great but you get to see more than the 20 watches that come up over and over and over again on instagram right and it's that frequency bias that you get where yep. the more you see something the more you like it and so to go to these events and just try on something you didn't think that you would like or you wouldn't necessarily be attracted to you never know what's what's going to come up so yeah um, i've certainly become interested in watches that i wouldn't have otherwise thought about because instagram algorithm didn't feed it to yeah me. it's a good place for exposure to stuff and yeah just real, trying things on you didn't ever think you would like mm -hmm. and then you're surprised so yeah. keeping an open mind i think yeah is, is part of that Blaine brought up an interesting point is if you own a crazy hyped watch, do you bring it or do you wear your Zin or SKX to prove your enthusiasm? Uh, that's getting a little bit into the types of people that you see at yeah. these events. And that's a kind of a personal choice. Um, Celeste is very She's talkative. Just do you have opinions about this? <laughs> do you have opinions? Okay, you can hang out. You can. I think Dan said he took his Tiffany to their first and last meeting. <laughs> Um, uh, I think it was the Bristol Red Bar, probably. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's interesting to bring stuff people haven't seen before. Yeah. Because people have seen so much of some hyped watches, mm -hmm. especially in pictures. They're almost less interested in some ways when they see them in person. Yeah. Right? Though it is nice when a watch is like newly hyped or like the new thing to be able to see one at a red bar. Yeah. You know, see it in the model that someone's like worn, not just like in a boutique. I think it's nice. Yeah. It's kind of kind of yep. fun and appreciate when people do that yeah yeah it's, i think it's and to ask people's real opinions about the ownership experience mm -hmm. of a watch you know not just like an initial impression but especially if they've had a watch for a while yeah. so should we get into the types of people yeah this is kind of fun should we type ourselves first uh let's go through and then see if people can guess what we are okay we'll okay. see okay also 
We wanted to ask in the comments, what do you think are yeah. some of the stereotypes of different types of people you see at watch meetings if you've been to them? Um, I will say, first off, I have always had great experiences yeah. at watch meetups. I've never, uh, like, had a bad experience. I, I, we've made a lot of friends through them, which has been really great. Um, and overall, it's just, it's, it's really fun, not just for the watches, but you know, talking to the people and making some new friends. Yeah. And I think you already mentioned this, but it's really fun that people don't tend to talk about work much. Um, yeah. We have a lot of watch friends. I have no idea what they do. And that's great. And people don't know what I do. And that's, that's fun, especially in DC. I don't know if it's like this in New York or the UK or, or elsewhere, but DC is such a town where you meet someone. And the first question isn't even like, what do you do? It's who do you work for? And it's this like it gets really political old. power play real quick. So it's just nice to have an escape from that and meeting new people and a watch environment. You don't, you yeah. don't get that. So yeah. 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 It's, yeah. So it, it is fun because it's just about the hobby. Yeah. Maybe, maybe by like the sixth time you've seen someone at one of these things, you'd say, Oh, we've had fun together. Let's go out to dinner. And then you might actually hear what they do. That's yeah. just like a side part of the conversation. Right. Celeste is very like chatting about it. All. Yeah. She wants everyone to hear her she thoughts. She had fun in her red bar. She can't articulate them in English no, yet, but yeah. you know, they could be great points. I don't know. Let's get on types of people. Okay. Let's do it. Um, so these are a bit poking fun and I think it's good to be sort of like self-aware yeah. that we all probably fall into some of these categories. So yeah. the first one is like the one brand guy or gal. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is actually kind of cool because these people very much know their own preferences and tastes, but they can't, you know, from the outside to some, as someone who likes variety, it can be like, why is there 150k of Grand Seikos here? Yep, or that, like the Rolex guy who just has a bunch of Rolexes. Right. But, you know, that's their thing and they're into it. That's great. And it's fun to hear from those people of like, all right, you know, you like, uh, why? Um, yeah, help, right. Like, and it's that. a good, great way to learn from people if they're mm -hmm. into one brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is where you often see like very small variations. And if you want to nerd out and learn something, yeah. this is where that passion comes from. Well, like there's out, the right? guy, I want, you know, I don't think he's on this, but the guy who's like super into Crator, right? Yeah. And that's that's all he has. And, and I think that is great. cool because yep. those and are the like, only oh, Crators like, I've ever seen. And he's like way into it. <laughs> Yeah, this, I will say this, this can be like any brand, right? right. This can be high end stuff like the mm -hmm. creator guy, or it can be, uh, there's, a there's, guy there's almost always a Seiko bro yeah. who is just like, and, and that's, and it's almost like a different kind of one brand mm -hmm. thing, but they're, they've got like every dive watch variation, like turtle SKX Marine master, yep. you know, SLA oh one three or whatever you know and, and they, and they know, talk in code and right? they talk in reference numbers and no one else there knows <laughs> the any of them spb one four seven i think that's a real one um yeah but that's that's funny where you got kind of like lost in those rabbit holes yeah. but it's fun because these people are clearly very very enthusiastic about one thing right okay what's the next type all right uh the vintage yeah. guy or gal mm -hmm. This probably depends a lot upon what um, group you're in, right? Some are very vintage focused. Yeah. Ours seems to be sort of a mix, but they're definitely like the people that go really off the deep end on vintage. 
and have like a whole nother lexicon and care about different stuff than someone mm-hmm. into modern things, right? Again, much more on the details. Um, I learn a lot from the vintage folks, right? That's just a world that I don't know very well and I'd like to know more Yeah, because um, it's fun and different. But um, yeah, there's definitely those people and they're like very strong in their beliefs of being vintage. Like I would yeah. never buy anything new. This is, right, eh, right. It seems like a waste. So I personally find that I actually think it's really cool when people are into the details of different vintage watches, mm-hmm. except I, some of the details of vintage Rolex differences just drive me bonkers, especially when they drive large differences in value. Like, oh, like I paid $5,000 extra for this. For the long E on <laughs> Rolex, you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. So, so those are sort of some of the bread and butter, mm-hmm. right? This one's interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about this? I don't know. I mean, it's cool because I get to see independent watches that I wouldn't otherwise have the option to see. That they don't tend to be in the boutiques that we go to in DC very often. Like, yeah. And I don't know. I don't tend to go into stores and ask to see those watches even when we're traveling. So have the option and the opportunity to see Mm -hmm. them, especially when people are super nice and let us handle watches that are so far out of a price range. But I did choose the word snob here for a reason, because there are people who have independent watches and are are not like this. Yeah. But there are there are a few out there who look down on anything from a mass production brand and sort of choose to flex the fact that they have like you know they're like Max and I are really close or you know whatever. um, Oh, like referring to like, like. the first name basis with the brand name that the person the person of the brand name oh, afterwards. Yeah. yeah, that's that's uh yeah that's that's pretty it's pretty uh yeah yeah there's a, there's a few of those but but at the same time you can stand to learn a lot it's from true. that too. So and that is really, really cool that you've got that. But I think it's it's a difference between a person who um has that and sort of like looks down on other mm-hmm. watches versus has that and also is open to a broad range yeah. of things. And right. and those are the kind of people we like to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see. Uh, then there's, I would call them the kid. There's always like one person there who seems to be like, like have like a ridiculous collection despite looking like they might still be in high school. Yeah, I remember we went to one event and there was Kate rolled up and he was like seriously in college with a watch roll of a hundred thousand dollars with uh-huh. watches easily. I'm like, who are you? How can you afford these? Yep. Um yep. I know there's a lot of young people that are great, but I guess they made yeah. this in like kind the, of a funny way. But the, the kid can also end up being the Seiko bro quite often. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that at all because you know like price points involved and all that. Yeah. But quite often we've found the kid is someone who shows up with like the most value in watches as well. And it's just like kind of mind boggling, but it shows you how different people are in the world, right? That's true. That'll be Celeste in a few years, right? Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) Rolling in with mom's Rolex. Yeah, Yeah, something like that, right? (laughs) Um, Let's see. Ah, yeah. The Hodinkee worshiper. Where everything in conversation is a reference to a recent article. Yep. Size preferences or watches are entirely driven. Everything should be gray. Everything, everything should be 36 millimeters. Yep. Um, you know, they I love Jack Forrester, but they like quote Jack and Stephen Colbert. Like 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 they're quoting the Bible or yeah, something. Yeah, but also these people like only read Hodinkee, right? They don't yes. read other Yeah, right. 
yeah, or follow other watch press or, or media. Right. Um, I think this has like dwindled a little bit, but I, think I so. but yeah, which is healthy. It is. It, it is, is healthy. But it's kind of funny. There's definitely the um, and and they're probably also like to wear cardigans and talk about air cooled <laughs> Porsches. Which guys. Yeah. I'm not a cardigan person, but I am checking a lot of those boxes, which is a little scary. Definitely fall into this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I like Hoding Key. I don't have yeah. any beef with them. I think they're yeah. great guys. So um, Chris says almost as bad as the Archie Bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know exactly what the Archie Bro looks like, but I think it would probably Man, be more if entertaining. There was like a Archie yeah. wannabe that showed up to a watch meetup. I would love that. It would be pure entertainment. <laughs> Uh, so sort of closely tied to the Hodinkee worshiper mm -hmm. is what I would call the hype train follower. Mm. Um, I think it can kind of fall into two categories here. Okay. One is someone who buys only like super iconic watches, but as a result has no sort of like discernible individual taste to their collection. Like as though they've collected from a checklist of safe watches. Okay. Right. Like. So not just not always just the new stuff, but like, this is what Instagram and the internet has mm -hmm. told me are like the acceptable safe right. Like, watches. Like you've read like the a GQ article on what are the classics of men's sports watches, mm -hmm. and you've gone down the list. Okay. I, I'm gonna offend someone here, I'm sure, but I'm like. If they've got like a speedy speedy pro, a reverso, and a no date sub, yeah, I'm like really nice watches, cool collection, but like, who are you? What do you like? Yeah, it's a show, like you know? a little sprinkle of personality. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the other type of hype train follower is like very into the newly released watches that are mm -hmm. hot on Instagram. Yeah, and usually show up with them because they have you know some great relationship with a dealer and can get the new stuff right away. Yeah, and I feel like we're seeing more of this with newer people to the mm -hmm. hobby because one of the easiest things to do is go on Instagram and see what you see, Yeah, right? Well, also new watches are coming out at different times of the year now, right? It's not just mm -hmm. at like Basel or some of the shows. They're like mm -hmm. rolling out, so like there's more new things to come, yeah. to come out. But, yeah. Um, these are helpful people to have at events, though, because you often get to see the new watches before you get to see it in a store. So that's true. That's true. I don't yeah. mind them being around. Yeah. I just think it's amusing. It is amusing. That's, that's yeah, all. and in a comical yeah. way, you do want to see. Like, think for yourself. Like, get something that's outside of the box. You know, right? Like, just yep. yeah, yeah. Get what the algorithm has told you to get. Speaking of the algorithm, uh -huh. I think ah. there's this this person often the flexor to me <laughs> shows up to a watch meetup trying to flex with the, the value of the stuff they've got. But I love, I love seeing this person's like enthusiasm gradually crumble <laughs> in real time when they realize that people don't care because <laughs> yeah. they're not there for that reason. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. It is. It is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we don't tend to have these, no, too many of these no. and watch meetups that we've gone to but you can definitely see like yeah rolling up with something that you know it's really hard or impossible to get mm -hmm. and everyone else just like eh, okay cool and then move on to something no one's gonna like fawn over you and yeah right you're not there's often hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars of watches at one of these meetups you're not really impressing anybody in the big scheme of things and you're, these people are never talking about why they, why they love the watch. Yeah. I actually remember one guy 
this is one of the reasons I don't like to talk about value. This guy was asked, I think John who's here, I believe we were together when, and when we, when we encountered this guy, I believe he was asking people to guess how much particular watch he paid for particular Ugh, watches. Gross. And that's just like grates yeah. on me so, so bad. I will say everybody's a little bit of a flexor sometimes. When you get that <laughs> new watch, right? Not even set meetups, but yeah. when you get that new watch and you're like out and about and you're like, hmm, hmm. Like, don't you want someone to notice? Like, <laughs> this is new. Thanks for asking. Yeah. But it's also like, it's one thing for your friends to be happy for you about yeah. something new. It's another to like walk into a brand new group of yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. And just, you know, I don't know. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. We, got, we got more. We yeah. haven't gone to our categories yet. Don't give it away. Okay. Um, the know-it-all. Stephanie thinks this is me, and she's probably right. I do, but when you show when you show your watch to someone else, and then they want to tell you about it, you know, I let people talk. Of course you do, but then you like you often have something extra to add. And now it, mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not valuable information, uh -huh. and people are often interested. But I do think it's funny. I mean, you teach me about my watches a lot, and I like yeah. them in a good way. I try not to be too pedantic. But the know-it-all can be pedantic, or they can be more like me and perfect. But they also, I could be pedantic without realizing. I mean this with love, but um, but there are also people like I, I actually think this is this is a good a good thing. Like I mm. like learning people, particularly when they're explaining about their own watches, and they just know so much about the details of it or the history of it, and that's that's not something I would ever know about mm. a piece that I hadn't bought or heard yeah. you talk about. So. I yeah. yeah, I think there's a fine line between like sharing something you think someone would be interested mm -hmm. in and like flexing knowledge as right. well. And I try to stay on the remain interesting. Yes. Like read the room. Does someone want to know what yes. you have You're to say? You're not a mansplainer. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the know it all, I think it's, well, for me as like more of a modern watch person, it's, kind of hard to talk to the vintage watch guy without them in some ways trying to seem like the know-it-all. Mm -hmm. But there are definitely some that do a great job teaching and some that get a bit more pedantic. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't know that the Bart Simpson means the Rolex coronet is taller yeah. when it was only in the serial number range, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. Or when people ask questions and like, I, you can tell they just want to tell you the answer. Like, mm -hmm. oh, do you know the history of this? I'm like, mm -hmm. what do you want to say? Do you want to like, yeah, end of subject? Or do you really want like a history lesson? Uh -huh. time? I don't know. <laughs> this is a good point. Yeah, Chris that's true. That is good. The independent guy is sometimes like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And wants to tell you a lot about that particular brand, mm -hmm. even if you don't care. <laughs> because that knowledge is like the basis of that person's superiority. Well, and what gives right? value to that that piece. That's so, right. Yeah. 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 Celeste. Oh my. Oh, she's just chatty chatty. You don't like independence either? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if they could align hands, maybe I'd have a higher yeah. opinion. But um, let's uh let's see. Oh, oh, we've got the, the gringa's in the house. Ah, Let's hear hey the story. Lady. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I've been to the watch meetup once. Dan occasionally likes things with there and his missus, and we were the only girls there, and no one talked to me. This brings us to the next category. The token woman. <laughs> 
Um, now this is getting better, you know, I, yes, I think every Watch Me Not If I've Been, there's only at least two women, um, if not more, but there's definitely like not as many women as men at these mm-hmm. events. And I have had nothing but great interactions. There have been a couple times have been like, the implication was you got me into watches, which has been very much the opposite. Yeah. Um, I love that you can surprise people with that. Yeah. They often make the assumption that like you're oh you're into it too yeah he's into it too or that you're like like the tag along wife which is not an unfair assumption at all yeah um Um, yeah but the totally women i bring ladies watches i don't just bring like the men's watches that i have that i wear and um it's actually pretty interesting that some of the guys like get into some of these pieces right like this is you know there are men's versions of the tetra but this is like very much uh you know a lady's watch and i don't know it's good i don't mind being the token woman but i definitely am yeah, um, but but DC Red Bar does have two, at least two regular two, like, women, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. It is very fun. Chris says, Chris says, I saw one once. It was <laughs> wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think this is great, and but that's the that's sort of like, especially if you were the you're a regular, but mm-hmm. if you were and you are of the personality of when we went to our first event. And you were one of the only women there. It didn't discourage you in any way. No, but right? I'm not shy either, right? Right. It's not... But the environment is not always yeah. like welcoming, which is right. not intentional, but no, it just... it's just kind of the nature of things. But it would be nice. Like, I would love to go to some of these bigger fairs or conventions or mm-hmm. things. And it'd be neat if there was like a women's watch meetup or it's just women for a little yeah. while. They get to, to get to know some other ladies. Cool. They're yeah. starting to do that sort of thing. Yeah. I've heard can't remember the name of the group but it started with some clubhouse chats okay. and i think they may actually be doing an in-person thing in new york good. so yeah that would be fun to be a part watch of. them i think okay maybe yeah so anyway keep an eye out for and that there's like colorado watch girls they're fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah um um oh celeste. my gosh celeste Chit-chat. maybe she needs to come back Chit-chat. up here and say hi yeah um i just gotta highlight i the independent snobs intersection with the know-it-all. Chris, I love this comment. I don't care what Jorn's favorite type of cheese is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the sort of like independent snob is often like a, a worshiper of the brand owner as well, yeah. uh, which I think is kind of like odd and unhealthy. <laughs> especially especially some of the Jorn people, right? Yeah. Um, Jorns are great watches, though. I yeah, know. no it's doubt. Like if we're gonna go independent, sure, great. Uh, then I think we've also got the industry pro. Yeah. And when we're talking about like sort of like a more social watch meetup, there's often someone that like works at a local AD mm-hmm. um, or watchmaker. Somehow. Yeah. And um, I think it was our friend uh, on on Instagram who pointed out this person's often looking more to socialize and talk with people who like love the hobby yeah. than they are to be like Excel at watches. work yeah um, or sell watches although the opposite can happen but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think like the sales thing in that environment is like what it's about no. right no. Um, okay. building the relationship cool yeah. but yeah so I think it's fun to have the industry pros around and that's cool as well and then last on our list, and certainly not least, is the uninterested guest. <laughs> These are always pretty funny, right? Yeah. Like, you can tell someone either brought, like, their spouse or their friend along. Maybe their friend mentioned one's like, oh, I'm kind of into watches, has one speedy. And yeah. then, like, 
comes to and an they're event, like oh my god what did i step yeah. into i definitely brought one of my yeah. friends along once there was, was like overwhelmed yeah yeah they were like oh you have a cool watch come yeah. to this and they're like oh, oh my god you people are crazy what's wrong with you <laughs> um as as someone said on our friend karan's show on about time the other day uh there's normal people in this watch collection, yeah. right? There was yeah. a normal person who was brought along <laughs> and often fits in this category. Um, yeah, so I think that, oh yeah, there was, <laughs> the weirdest thing is when the uninterested guest is also the person who gets so drunk they get kicked out of the bar. Yes. That happened once. <laughs> and I think John was there as well. Um, so I, let's let's see some of the other things. There are that like people... the people that drink too much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's another one. Yeah, um, that's a good Fun one. Yeah. Let's see. We've got a couple of good comments. What are the types we missed? John yeah. John says the guy with seventeen incomings. <laughs> he's on every wait every list. Every wait list ever. Right? Yeah, yeah I'm waiting on one. one of those. I'm waiting on mm -hmm. one of those. Um, let's see. the weird the guy, guy. Yeah. yeah there there's often a weird guy who will like mm -hmm. corner you in conversation yeah and... oh i've been cornered before yeah. i'm like can't escape it yep yep he's talking to you about joran's favorite cheese yeah. or whatever right <laughs> um let's see kim says y'all convinced me i can never go to one of these events no no i think you should this is more sort of like stereotyping to make fun yeah and i think this part of the show is probably most funny <laughs> to those that have been yeah. and kind of observed some of these dynamics the fun thing is i think i enjoy talking to all these types of people i do too i, I mean everybody fits in just one of these categories right like we're all one of them in a fun way yeah so okay so you called me out as the know-it-all uh -huh. and i guess you're the token woman then I guess, but that sort of like reduces you to just that category based on gender. Mm. Like, like, what do you think you are other than that? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I can be the Hodinkee worshiper, right? <laughs> like I, I don't read every article quite as much as you do or follow along in the watch drama. I tend to like read Hodinkee mm -hmm. maybe some time and tide and Fratello oh. stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like quite as up to date. So I do tend to like, spew out the recent news of whatever yeah. was like headlining in the past the okay. past week or yeah. so fair yeah fair, fair self-reflection yeah i think i can also sometimes be because of the following the sort of like instagram and like more moment to moment news yeah i can sometimes be the hype watch uh, guy okay. i think yeah um let's see Kron says he sees all all these people on a daily basis oh, in, no. in his uh, his work selling watches. Kron, you should do a show that's the watch customer types. I don't know if that'll. Be I don't know trouble. if we'd be allowed to watch yeah. that. It might be offensive. Um, John says the guy who treats a six figure watch like a bent paper clip. Yeah, the, those exist too. It's kind of amusing to me. Yeah, I, I wince a little bit. Um, Dan says, how about the positives of going to these meetups? Oh, everything's great. Yeah, this is more, it sounds negative, but it's more sort of just poking fun. Yeah. I, honestly, to me, this is by far one of the most fun parts about collecting watches is having, it's, it's kind of, we honestly started this show because we couldn't go to meetups yeah. and get that outlet of sharing the hobby and the passion. It's a wonderful thing to go to one of these and have a bit to drink get to know some people and it's one place where you can always find someone where they will stay with you no matter how deep you go into some obscure niche within a niche hobby 
Well, and I, guess, I mean, cool. to be able to talk about it with other people, I mean, we're lucky we have each other, right? So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like dinner conversation for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, we talk to our normal friends about watches, they roll their eyes in the back of their head and, you know, think we're kind of bonkers. So it's like, yeah. you know, they're other weirdos out in the wild is it's good it's really fun yeah there's dozens of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh Koos says it's also a good excuse to travel mm-hmm. he's joined several groups that's cool and that was our new york trip for red bar global uh, well and i was hoping i mean this really happened as covid shut down but i travel so much for work it would be a fun thing to do and i'm not like meeting with customers or doing work events to you know pop into another city's red bar group or a local meetup or meet up with some Instagram friends. Yeah. So I'm hoping to be able to yep. do that again. Yeah. I like watch medicine says he fake paged himself at a watch get together and told the weird guy to answer a medical. <laughs> <laughs> good move. Good move. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's a good point. The Bitcoin guy off usually overlapping with the hype watch guy. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think they're fun. I think everybody should go try to go to a watch meetup or um, meet up with some friends you've met on Instagram mm-hmm. or wherever. It's great. It's a lot of fun. You know, and I was just thinking Dan made a comment here about how he likes to go and observe the personalities and the and the crazy characters and stuff. I think I think we need to classify Dan here. And right, I think guy? it's an overlap of the one brand guy and the vintage guy now because he's He's like the only guys, Speedmasters and Navitimers and watches where the design hasn't changed since before 1960 yeah. guy. It's the Dan guy. The Dan guy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think the Hublot collector mm. kind of falls in the flex guy yeah. often. That's quite an overlap. I'm not sure I've ever seen a Hublot at a watch meetup. Have you? Oh yeah, it was it was the the guy that John and I encountered oh, who was asking okay. us to guess how much the watches cost. Oh, that, so, that fits. Yeah, that yeah, fits. yeah, yeah. I think for this little one's sake, we should probably wrap it up. She's bored of hearing us talk about watches. That's I why we know. need meetups. Exactly. Um, so yeah, this was fun as always. It was great to see so many people in the chat today. Um, let us know on Instagram or in the comments if you like this alternate time of two hours later. Um, today we had a uh, lunch with a watch friend, so we had to shift things, but uh, let us know and, and we'll be back soon. Um, next week, I think we're traveling. Yes. Yes. So we'll probably be off next week and then come back the week after. Yeah. Um, I think as a, a positive and welcoming um, note, about these sort of things, Dan's kind of said it well, it's important to embrace everyone's loves and not say anything negative towards what they love or they, what they collect. Well, that's yeah. much nicer, Dan, than things we can say. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, that is the true environment it of is. these events. It's, really it's just funny to kind of, like, reflect on the characters. Yeah. And, yeah, I, uh, I'm a lot of these people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great to see you guys and gals. And we'll uh, see you soon. See you Talk soon. to you soon. Bye. Bye.